Sneaker Love, a podcast paying tribute to our mutual love of sneakers. The game may be flawed, but the love and culture will always be pure. And now, your host with Sneaker Love, Matty Ice. What's up, Sneaker fam? Matty Ice here. Welcome back to another episode of Sneaker Love. A big shout out to everybody that is watching on YouTube, of course. Please like and subscribe. It means the world. And you can find all of my social media handles down here at the bottom of the screen. And I want to give a big shout out to everybody who's listening in the podcasting world, wherever it is that you find your podcast, you can find the social media handles in the link in the show notes. So last couple of weeks, I've really gotten into some content that has been a little bit off of the way that this show started. Perhaps I've gone down a little bit of a cynical path, so to speak, asking whether sneaker culture has lost its way, talking about Nike and the vaccine mandates, where have all the dunk retro go, retros gone, and perhaps in all of that cynicism, I've lost my way in forgetting about the fact that this show is called Sneaker Love. And the whole point of Sneaker Love is to be able to show love to the shoes that we all love. I think the last few episodes have been valid topics for sure, but I want to get back to something that's a little bit more pure in its intention, and that is the shoes. I was thinking about what to talk about this week, and as always, I tried to solicit some answers and maybe some content from you, the sneaker fan, because that's what it's all about, right? We are all in this together. We're all about showing love. And when I was looking at the sneaker releases that were coming up, looking at the sneaker releases of, the, I guess, the most hype ones that are coming up, the ones that are really on everybody's radar, it got me to thinking about whether, first of all, can there be such a thing as an underrated Air Jordan? And I say specifically Air Jordan because I think if you look globally across sneakers, of course, there can be underrated sneakers. There's no doubt about that. There's so many releases that come out. There's so many shoes that release that it is inevitable that there's something that we, the sneaker masses, have not hyped enough, have not given enough love. Now, the concept of something actually sitting on the shelves is a thing of the past. We actually almost are impossibly able to walk into a store and buy something. But when I started to think about the Air Jordan line, I was trying to pinpoint whether there was a silhouette. And the, the, the Air Jordan line now is what, 36 iterations old about? So yeah, it's about 36, 37 iterations old if you think about it. 1985, extrapolate to now. I believe we're gonna be at number 37 here in September. We get a new Air Jordan model every September about. And the Air Jordan 1 was created when Michael Jordan was a rookie, and it was meant to be something that appealed to him as a performance shoe, and secondarily appealed to the masses in terms of mass production and mass consumption. And I think what we have seen since then has been a little bit of a, a detour, I guess, from that, in that in my mind, after Michael stopped playing, and I think that was about the Air Jordan 13 or so, I think what we saw is a little bit of a deviation from a more fashion-forward performance shoe to something that, probably while somewhat fashion-forward, was really more driven towards the basketball aesthetic. At least that's the way I look at it. When you look a lot at a lot of those Jordan 20s, somewhere in there, like the 20 to 29 range, what you see is a lot of really cool aspects, a lot of updates in technology, but not necessarily something that is going to appeal to a more fashion forward crowd. And then the Air Jordan 30 came along and it kind of reset the timeline, timeline a little bit. Of course, it's celebrating 30 years. That's a huge milestone for the brand. And then after that, 
they started to do something that I thought was really, really interesting. Each of the models after that, starting with the 31, have taken some semblance of an homage or inspiration from the Air Jordan predecessor from 30 years prior. So for instance, the Air Jordan 31 showed some similarities or at least inspiration from the Air Jordan 1 and so on and so forth. And that got me to thinking about the models of old. What we end, what we end up tend, what we end up tending to focus on in the sneaker world, whether that's in retails or in reps, because if you look at retail, look at the Jordan silhouettes that are being promoted, I guess, or released most often. You're seeing Jordan ones, you're seeing Jordan threes, you're seeing Jordan fours. Sometimes you're getting some sixes, sometimes you're getting some fives. But for the most part, I think ones and fours are definitely getting the bulk share of the shine when it's not say a Sakai release or a Nike Dunk release. And I got to thinking about those old models. How many of them are really prop uh, properly rated, I guess, in the stratosphere of sneakers? And I solicited answers from you, of course, the sneaker fam. And here's some of the ones that I received that I can remember off the top of my head. The first one I received was from somebody who asked me a question last week, Ryan. And I jokingly said that I hate him. I don't actually hate him. Maybe I kind of do, but I don't actually. But his answer was interesting because it was the Air Jordan 3. I'm not sure I can necessarily get behind the Air Jordan 3 feeling or being underrated. And here's why. Think about the most iconic Air Jordan colorways, not silhouettes, Air Jordan colorways of all time. One of them is going to be the Black Cement 3. Perhaps not in your all-time list, but I think if you're talking about globally, if we were going to look at it as a collective sneaker family, I think the Black Cement would probably be very, very high up there. It's a shoe that most people want to have in their collection. I, Matty Ice, actually do have one down in my collection, and I wear it pretty... I guess pretty frequently because it really goes with everything, but it is, it has really a bar setter if you look at Air Jordan colorways of the past 30 something years. And then also there have been so many designs and collaborations that have really lent themselves to the Air Jordan 3 in a way that I think that it has given it so much shine. And so how can you ha have something as underrated if it is so popular? The Ama Manier 3 was one of the best sneakers of 2021, hands down, bar none. It was my sneaker of the year when I did my episode on sneaker of the year. So right there, you're talking about properly rated. You're talking about something that is getting a lot of shine. For a boutique to actually put their design inspiration on something, I think it actually is properly rated. Maybe even overrated in some aspects, it depends on how you feel. My point is the Air Jordan 3 is a silhouette that I think gets a lot of love from much of the sneaker family, even the newer sneaker family that maybe don't understand the history. So I don't necessarily agree with that one. A couple of others. The first one that I saw was the Air Jordan 7. Now this is a silhouette that I'm not necessarily as familiar with because I felt like the 6, the 7, the 8 kind of had a more 90s vibe to it. They definitely looked more basketball shoe. And I personally have a hard time styling them with my particular type of wardrobe. They're just not something that looks good on me. They look very boot-like. They look like I'm trying to wear something that is basketball-y with other types of clothes. So they don't work for me. But I can see the, I guess I can see the, the value of it being underrated. I just don't have enough of, I guess, enough expertise in it to really understand whether it is 
underrated or not. Cer certainly you have seen some collaborations over the years that have lent itself. I believe there was a Para Air Jordan 7. I think there was a Friends and Family. There was also the pink and brown one that not everybody necessarily liked, but my point is, is Para has been doing a lot of great work in the last year with collaborations. So obviously doing an Air Jordan 7 gives it some of that, I guess, panache or hype, but you don't see it too, too often. So maybe it is kind of a forgotten silhouette in the Jordan line. The one that was put to me by my friend Brett, and by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, please check it out in the YouTube comments. Hopefully Brett is watching this and he will comment his handle in the YouTube uh, comments because I want everybody to be giving him some shine and show him some support because he takes great photos, loves sneakers, and is a great guy. So please give Brett your support. But he put in the Air Jordan 14, and that actually got me to thinking and basically gives me a perfect segue to the shoe that I want to say is the most underrated Air Jordan silhouette of all time. So the Air Jordan 14, I believe, was the first one to come out after Michael had retired for the first time. And when you look at it, when it was released, it kind of had a very futuristic vibe. It was designed after the inspiration of like sporty cars. We all know that Michael Jordan loved to drive fast cars, Ferraris being one of them. And of course, there is the famed Ferrari colorway of the Air Jordan 14. But there is something about it that kind of is fashion forward, but also technologically forward in terms of performance on the basketball court. And that is something that is pretty, pretty cool in the fact that it fits back then and it fits in today. Like there have been some pretty great colorways that have come out with different types of materials and it does lend itself to a better design palette, so to speak. That winterized one looks great. The brown and the red, it just looks, it looks really, really good. And it's something that I feel like you could put on now and it would still work 20 years from now. But that got me to a shoe in my collection. So after Air Jordan 30, as I mentioned before, there was inspiration taken from a Jordan silhouette 30 years prior. So the shoe that I am showing in front of me is the Air Jordan 32 low top. Now this shoe was one of the first ones I bought when I got back into sneakers. My wife actually picked this one out. I think this is inspired by the band nature of uh, the, the Chicago colorway, the black and the red. Anyway, I walked into an outlet to buy this shoe. That tells you that it was from a different time. No longer can we really go into an outlet and just buy shoes. Even if your outlet is good, my outlet over here sucks, but even if yours is actually good, very rarely are you gonna find something that you can just walk out with. But if you look at this, the cut of this, doesn't this kind of resemble an Air Jordan 14? It's certainly not the Air Jordan 14, given the materials that are on here, obviously given the tongue being different, but just the general aesthetic of the 14 kind of looks like it. But this being the Air Jordan 32, of course means that it gets inspiration from the Air Jordan 2. And you can certainly see it. If you Google the most recent off-white low-top Air Jordan 2s, you're going to see a lot of similarities here. It's going to look, you, or you can tell the inspiration, let's put it that way. The part of it that I think really does it is, of course, the Wings logo on here, the one on the back. Now, the Air Jordan 2 famously went away from the swoosh and used the Air, the, the, the Wings logo uh, specifically uh, to, to basically brand the shoe. And I think that's one part of this particular shoe that you see. I don't know if you can see it there, but it is something that kind of gives it that Air Jordan 2 look. And of course, this little you know pattern here does it. But there's something about the shoe that looks really, really good. And it kind of gives you that same low top vibe with while not necessarily looking like a leisure shoe or something like that. So it does have similarities to the 14 and the Air Jordan 2, which of course it takes its inspiration from. 
And that leads me to what I feel is probably the most underrated Air Jordan silhouette in the collection, and that is the Air Jordan 2. Now stick with me on this because I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this. But the Air Jordan 2 came out right after the Air Jordan 1, of course. Now the Air Jordan 1, from a sales perspective, didn't do as great as I think history has sort of told us or made us feel the way that it did. Because think about it, right now everybody wants an Air Jordan 1 in whatever colorway is available and basically whatever materials are available. That wasn't necessarily the case back then. Now it was something that was brand new, but it didn't have the same history and the same lineage that went along with it. So of course right now the Air Jordan 1 has all of that history, has all the sales behind it. And so, you know, rappers, celebrities, everybody is lending their design eye and their feet to it. And so people want to buy it, but it wasn't that way. The Air Jordan 2 was something that was trying to really be ahead of its time. So what are some of the things about sneakers today that are almost all, you know, ha have in common? Exclusivity and premium materials. That's what the Air Jordan 2 was trying to do. The whole idea behind it in doing some of the research that I did for this episode was that they wanted to create a very exclusive shoe at the very beginning, which is why they limited the release to a very, very small release before they actually made it a larger release later on in the year. I think it was 1985 or 1986, something like that. I can't remember. But the whole point of it as well was they wanted to put premium materials on it, famed to have been created in Italy, famed to have nice Italian leather. It was supposed to be a premium shoe that also was a performance shoe. Are there any shoes that have come out in the last few years that kind of stick to your mind as something like that? Maybe the Dior Jordan ones, maybe some of those Prada Adidas superstars. There's a lot of them happening right now. Off-White in and of itself is a high fashion brand lending its design eye or Virgil's design eye, rest in peace Virgil, to sneakers. It's taking something that has been seen as like upper class, like rich, affluent people and bringing it down to the rest of us, the rest of the masses who love sneakers. So it's bringing high fashion to a much larger and broader audience. That's really what the Air Jordan 2 tried to do. Now the Air Jordan 2 failed and that Michael Jordan wasn't a huge fan of it on the basketball court. But if you look at the sales numbers that happened in the same amount of time between the Air Jordan 1 and the Air Jordan 2, the Air Jordan 2 sold just as well as the Air Jordan 1. It just hasn't sustained that kind of love over the years. And I don't know if it's because they really haven't had a lot of retro releases of it. Perhaps looking back on it, it's not a shoe that is up to the times today. I'm not sure what it is. But what I do know is that in 2022, the year of the twos is that the Air Jordan 2 is finally going to resurrect itself from the archives in the Air Jordan lineage and the Air Jordan vault. And why is that? Well, because two boutiques who are on a total heater and a total hot streak are lending their inspiration and their stories to the Air Jordan 2. And that's Union and that's Ama Manier. Now Union, of course, has been on a heater ever since their Air Jordan 1 collaborations, which everybody knows and everybody loves. I have them downstairs, must own in the collection if you don't already have them. Now they're coming out with Dunks and they had that really successful Air Jordan 4 line. I wasn't a huge fan of the Air Jordan 4s outside of maybe the Topazes because I think the Topazes are a lot more versatile, but I already have the cool gray 4s downstairs so I didn't pull the trigger on them. But I certainly see the appeal. And there you go, Air Jordan 1, Air Jordan 4. Two silhouettes that have had a lot of love over the last 30 something years. And now what Union is doing is putting out two colorways as we know right now of the Air Jordan 2. And they're giving it a little bit more of that Union flair. Bright colors, popping colorways, you know, pop popping colorways, great materials, a great story behind it. 
And of course the union backing is gonna get people all excited about it. But the one I think that is going to add legitimacy, true legitimacy to the Air Jordan 2 is Amman Manier. In 2021, they had the Air Jordan 1 and the Air Jordan 3. And not only the materials and the execution of the shoe was top notch, but the story behind them, the inspiration behind why they were created was something that set it above everything else that had been released in 2021. Sure, they are premium sneakers and they come with premium packaging. Everything about them was well thought out and well executed. And that's why I think the Air Jordan 2, which we have seen teaser photos of, is going to do just that. It's going to add hype to the Air Jordan 2. And what does that mean? It means that others are going to continue to want to be inspired by the Air Jordan 2. They're going to want to collaborate. They're going to want to release. And I think it's going to bring the Air Jordan 2 back onto the conversation or into the conversation near the podium of maybe one of the better Air Jordan silhouettes of the first 10 years of the lineage. Think about the 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Not many of those can really live in both worlds. Sure, there are probably a lot of people, even people watching this video, who can manage to make those shoes more fashionable with whatever their wardrobe is. I am not one of those people. So there's no hate to the fact that those are able to be styled in some way. But when I look at the Air Jordan 1 through 5, I really see them living in both worlds. And I think the 2 is involved in that. Because again, if right now we are hyping so much things like the Air Dior, which is $2,000 just if you win the raffle, imagine what the Air Jordan 2 would be if it came out today with that same strategy of exclusivity and premium materials. It would be a hit, and I think that's why it's underrated. So that's why that is my underrated sneaker. But I would love to know. If you're watching this and you have an opinion, let me know in the comments. Hit me up on Instagram, which of course you can find in the show notes here in the podcasting world. And of course, I'd love to hear from you on MattyIceMedia.com, where the other podcasts that we support, not just Sneaker Love, are out there. And I would certainly appreciate hearing from you and appreciate that support. What's an underrated Jordan for you? Do you have one that you currently own today that you feel is completely underrated that either people slept on or maybe people are always hating and it's just something that you've always loved? Maybe it's the Air Jordan 9, which looks like a boot. Maybe it's the 10, the 12. Who knows what it is? I would love to know. Billie Eilish, I think, loved the 15. That's one that nobody ever talks about. It's not my favorite. But does that make it underrated? It just makes it her personal preference. I think you can argue that the Air Jordan 2 being such a part of the early lineage that has created the foundation for this brand today is definitely something that can be considered underrated given its piece of history and the similarities that it has to some of the other Air Jordans that came out directly after it that are basically credited to Tinker Hatfield who was said to have saved the Air Jordan line and make it what it is today. So. I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate you watching. Again, wherever you are watching or listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing, liking, whatever it is. I just would love that because it's going to help continue the show going. It's going to allow the channel to grow. And I just can't wait to continue to share the love of sneakers with you, sneakerheads all across the world. So I hope everybody has a great week. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Hug your loved ones. Spend time with the people that you love. Don't just show love to sneakers, show love to everybody in this world because this world will continue to turn around and be better the more love that we show to each other and our fellow man and woman. So take care, everybody, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Sneaker Love with Matty Ice are those of Matt Freights and his guest 
and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Sneaker Love with Matty Ice does not condone the purchase or sale of any counterfeit goods. Sneaker Love with Matty Ice is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.